0: Hi, this is Tim Akasey from Atlanta, Georgia. It's my pleasure to be on with Jeff Ingram. Jeff and I have not talked in about 15 years. We just decided yes. um, when he was a client of mine and now he's retired in Florida. But Jeff, thank you for joining me. We tell us a little bit about your early stuttering as a kid?
1: Yeah, Tim. Um, I remember <laughs> as a child... Um, as you crawl my parents uh, were going through a divorce i think that was a, probably about 8 years old when that happened and uh just the court the lawyers everything with that was pretty traumatic for me and um i don't know if that's where it began cuz i can't can't quite remember prior to that but that um incident it didn't help any i think sure. it made uh it it worse, it might have, it may have brought it to life, I guess.
0: Mm. Uh, you know, I did a podcast, uh, maybe three podcasts ago, that one thing that was covered were adverse childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. So you're a kid who stutters probably, and then you're in the court being grilled, and then, I don't know. But anyways, mm-hmm. it was a very emotional time period and during an emotional time period it's possible that the stuttering got exacerbated exactly i think
1: probably what happened because all uh, throughout my life i've kind of had the f- the f- fear of um attorneys for one thing interesting but, um, i think actually anybody who was in charge or power or authority,
0: Interesting. Authority figure.
1: Okay. Yeah. yep. It occurred to me in life, that's kind of what happened. And um, I remember being in school, I think it was eighth or ninth grade, and I was in, uh, and we were learning math. I was in a math class and we had to go up to the board and Mm -hmm. write problems and describe them and the numbers. And to this day, I still um, on occasion struggle with, Numbers, mm.
0: very interesting. I think that that that's that whole timeline, the stuttering mm-hmm. timeline. Mm-hmm. Did you have specific memories that mm-hmm. were the origin of difficulty? Mm-hmm. I'll meet adults who have difficulty giving their their credit card number over the telephone or their address. If it let's pretend they have trouble with like sixes and sevens and seventy six and sixty eight and. And it's gone decades
1: yes yes it's lasted lingered
0: right um there's nothing special about s's right s is my tongue tip but it's when we attach meaning to it like my last name starts with an m my Mm -hmm. high school was an m my hometown was an m i had a sister Mm -hmm. with an m m's to me were like touching a cobra yes but as far as speech mechanics go, and M is a slam dunk, you just gotta hum. Mm, Memorial yes, right. Marshmallow, Montana. You just gotta hum. But I would I feared it and I would take a deep breath and block. But give mm. us a glimpse of your early therapy, speech therapy.
1: Yeah. Um, I've gone through a bunch of treatments. Um, I guess maybe a few of them you recall. I did ones in um High school, the regular uh, person who worked at the high school was helping me with some speech therapy, mm-hmm. just involved reading and this and that. Um, I remember being at, I think he was a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and he would put electrodes on my hands, wow. and I would read books. And when I would have a problem, I'd get a shock. Wow. So, yeah. I think that age was probably 10 jeez i can remember that um i don't know if any other drugs were involved in that or not um like I remember, punished
0: shocked, and punished for stuttering yeah that didn't work and that'll then, make you feel good about stuttering
1: exactly right yep having lots of anxiety and fear um after that i went through high school and college which was a struggle um And then after I got out of uh, college, 82, I got my first job. Mm -hmm. And um, ironically, one of my coworkers had uh, mentioned a place in Virginia. I won't mention names, but it was a place where uh, I could go in for, I think, three weeks or a month and reconstruct your uh, speech and Mm -hmm. fluency and be really slowly. And um, I went through that, and they used a device in there as well. I forgot what it was called. Um, easy onset rings a bell.
0: Well, there's a group of targets. Tar- yes, yes. Like you're supposed to take a deep breath mm-hmm. and then turn on your vocal cords right. easy, and then stretch syllable target. And amplitude, yeah, the problem- uh, these are all a list of targets. There's a whole right. host of them, but mm-hmm. my name is Jeff.
1: Uh, the problem with that is it was great, maybe while you were there, because at the end of it, you got you spoke a little faster, but it's still as you got out to the real world, it was uh, it was a uh, very slow, wasn't normal, was it was very like a robotic yeah. (laughs) and so I practiced afterwards I tried but it just kind of collapsed so back to score one and um, I went through that program twice yes eight weeks
0: (laughs) yeah did you also do some of their tune-ups so you went through the whole program twice did you do one of the short short tune-ups
1: I didn't do a tune-up I just kind of had the manual yeah. I had the watch. I think I had a watch. I had a little machine and I did that all on my own. Mm. But again, it's, it's great when you're there in the clinical atmosphere. Yeah. But the well, real- you
0: wrote an article with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that.
0: That's on my website. Mm-hmm. I think it might be called when, when fluency shaping won't fit. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> and is.
0: so anyone can go on my mm-hmm. website. Now we wrote that forever ago, but yeah. Um, a couple concepts here for people to understand. One is anyone that's listening who has gone to a shaping program and found it to be helpful for them, I personally want to, I'm going to respect that person. That person says, that program was my savior. It really helped me. Da, da, da. Cool. Um, I have helped no no less than 50 people have gone through those antennas and some of the common things is while they're there as you said everyone does the the targets and everything everyone's doing it so i'll do it too but there's an internal conflict oftentimes let's pretend you're an attorney from boston mass and you're going through but you're like i'm not going to go back to my law firm in the courtroom speaking in that fashion so there's an, an internal conflict about it's not how I want to talk. Another important thing that people have in common is they have triggers. So if I have trouble at the drive through window, if I have trouble intervening, if I have trouble saying my name to new people, if I have trouble saying my wife's name at a cocktail party, those fearful triggers, unless the anxiety is removed, reduced, and the cognitive behavioral therapy is done, what happens is we relapse and crash, right. and all we have to fall back on is double down on targets. If you're doing targets for a half hour a day, now do them an hour. Mm-hmm. So when I met you, you, will you describe for us the kind of sales you were doing?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, ironically, I was in the court reporting industry, mm-hmm. so um, I had to deal with a lot of attorneys and law mm-hmm. firms. Yeah, so that kind of funny how that's kind of how that began of the people I was afraid yep. of. And, um, uh, the good news with uh, the the age of everything is that I got a lot of appointments and a lot of uh client contact through email a lot, and so I didn't have to call people as much using the phone. Mm-hmm. So I would rather personally, I enjoyed being in person, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of those in person lunch presentations yeah group of lawyers and um very stressful but um i at that point i think i began maybe coming to you didn't i because of that to get um that's what it was yeah
0: right you had been through an intensive twice yep and what was missing was when you had anxiety or the fear of stuttering targets were of no value
1: everything is was true yes correct everything yeah. was at the window
0: at that point right uh, mm-hmm.
1: kind of like i don't know if this is a good analogy maybe you're thrown off a boat you know and you don't have anything you don't have your life raft is gone maybe right mm-hmm. i lost it in the waves yeah <laughs> and so that meant i was out of control
0: yeah um Here's an example, when the first day of a class or a conference or small breakout rooms, the person in front of the room goes, hey, we're going to do, do something fun today. Mm-hmm. Look, look to the person to your right. Mm-hmm. Get their name and three things about them. Mm-hmm. We come around the room, you're going to introduce them. And then when you finish, they'll do the same for you. If your person is stutters, you're like, oh. Yeah. Should I start coughing and clearing my throat and leave for the bathroom and then wait till it's done? Mm -hmm. Um, um, Because what happens in the moment is you dissociate.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You have flashbacks of similar moments that were difficult on your timeline. Mm -hmm. You start to have acute anxiety right now. And you're worrying what will be the outcome of it. Will the person, like when you stutter, let's pretend his name is Kevin, you block on his name and the three things about him, what will his experience be? And then everyone in the room will find out you stutter. So that's a a key moment of dissociation. And if that part of the stuttering has not been worked on, and the only thing you have is attempting to coordinate a target, Kevin... But when you have raging anxiety in your anatomy, mm-hmm. that's a very common place where where people who stutter, unless they get good work on cognitive part of the stuttering, fear, anxiety, the motor skills, the light contacts, easy onsets and stuff are gone. They don't have any value when you need them the most because of the degree of panic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we started working together. We did dig in the head, didn't we? Hmm.
1: Right, right. Because as I um, as I would have these, these lunch presentations at law yep. firms with, um, it could be the lawyers, it could be the office managers, it could be mm-hmm. any of the people there at the firm. And just, yes, yeah, the anxiety that would come. And I have had those ones where I've been in a big training meeting mm-hmm. and, and they'd have to go around the room and you know, you that anxiety, it was coming you, it was coming my way. Yeah, you know, I'd have to get up and my name and where I was from and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought my heart was gonna beat out of my chest. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just I think it was random, occasionally I would do well. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever left, but I wanted to. I wanted to run. But
0: uh You also then, had to learn how to re- recover so if you have a moment of stuttering right. smile self-deprecating humor right yes recover
1: yeah and when i came to you what i learned um i learned a lot obviously but i remember the um we came up with anchors yeah what we used and so now when i'm in that big meeting and it's coming around to me I could look at whatever I was anchoring on my hand. Usually, I think yeah. on my knuckle. Mm-hmm. And I would use that breathing, of course. Yeah. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. we went through what we were doing, um, and you can help me with this because <laughs> I, I can't remember a lot of it. But we were basically going back to my childhood. Yep. and Framing and and erasing part of that and. Mm-hmm. It, if you will we were editing it
0: exactly
1: and, right yes and making a new movie
0: that's and, cool um, this long ago yep. that the process is is coming back to you um for you listening an anchor comes from neuro linguistics and what an anchor is is you get a memory that's positive positive. And you can access the memory, for example, um, create a movie memory. And if you touch your thumb and your first finger, making a circle, for example, or in your case, touching a knuckle, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you can enter a mind and body state. It's similar in sports when the baseball player goes through his routine just before he steps in the box or the gymnast who's standing next to the mat her song begins and you can see her go through this little anchoring motion to go into a peak mental state just before she runs out on the mat and starts doing all those incredible feats on the mat. So NLP, you learned anchoring and then what's called timeline therapy. We go back on our timeline and visit moments that happened years before that were where the frames were set. So Mm -hmm. Let's pretend I'm 40 and I have a frame. If I stutter, I'm seen as unprofessional, uneducated, um, dumb. Those frames came from from childhood. And there is a way through timeline therapy to go back, look at, as you mentioned, look at these movies and edit. So you're, you're changing the meaning of them.
1: Mm-hmm
0: then anxiety goes down and a lot of the old movies that were pop-ups no longer pop up an example drive through windows if you stutter it can be very difficult if it's a starbucks or fast food and uh, we have as we pull up we have memories of similar situations but we go back and do timeline therapy we can reduce the chances of the old memories serving as a Mm pop-up And then they trigger anxiety, of course. Right. Excellent work. Now, toward the end of your career, did you have, um, were you like a sales leader with a team under you?
1: Or? I was a regional manager, correct. Regional manager. Um, I think at that time had eight account reps under me. So wow. That meant, you know, some out there. It meant being pushed out there. I kind of always want to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But it just it just happened where I was just, um, I'll say blessed, you know, to mm-hmm. be promoted in these ways, and and so, but it meant yeah, more more um, uh, calls, more um, yeah. trainings, more presentations, more interviews, more um, annual reviews for people. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot more out on the. F-
0: Someone was watching you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right well you were selected <laughs> as a verbal leader mm-hmm. in a highly verbal role your regional um you have a whole cast of people under you yeah. which means you lead meetings mm-hmm. you've got to interview you have to let somebody go maybe mm-hmm. but there's do. a reason why i just had a um uh man in farm phar- in pharmaceutical sales um when i started working with him he had a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and now he's a southeastern regional representative for a big pharma company and his income just mm-hmm. <laughs> more than doubled um yeah. which is phenomenal now did you go to toastmasters also because i used to go to toastmasters i never did well you had a ton of sp- speech practice standing in front of an audience
1: yes yes but yes i never did the toastmasters i was afraid
0: <laughs> okay all right so um <clears throat> any other breakthroughs um that <clears throat> you can re- reflect back on um when you started putting more co- cognitive uh, part in <clears throat> your speech
1: yeah well the more i uh the more i met with you The more I learned um, about the anchors and the reprogramming and reframing Mm -hmm. of my mind, um, Mm -hmm. the more it just created more, maybe more confidence. And the more I use that, I could just layer upon layer upon layer of, yeah, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I've been here before. I've been in this big room with 100 people. And and now because it happened in the past
0: watershed moments uh part a and b were my last two podcasts mm-hmm. is you start to have really good solid experiences your confidence goes anxiety goes down you start getting those notches on your belt mm-hmm. getting in front of a group becomes easier more comfortable easier more comfortable anxiety goes down this is exciting this is exciting right. for people that are in the field who are listening um people have heard of solution focused brief therapy solution focused brief therapy was a spin off of neuro linguistics mm-hmm. so jeff here is talking about the value of that mo- modality of cbt and if you listen to the other interviews that are on my podcast with adults i haven't seen in 20 years mm-hmm. they're also talking about the same thing mm-hmm. about how they utilize these things, timeline therapy and whatnot. This is cool. Another thing that I know about you personally is that you're, that you're giving back. You want to um share a little bit about your visits to prisons? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess back, uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see, I lived in Atlanta for about 22, 23 years. And um, at, at that time I was at a, at a church, I became a Christian and, uh, a few guys asked me if I wanted to go to the local jail one time, so I went, um, and uh, I began just to meet with the inmates there, and that kind of led to having classes as well there, so I'd have uh, groups of maybe between 12 and 20, uh, and I'd um, I'd work with them, counsel them, read mm-hmm. the Bible, I'd lead devotions, and that uh, kind of uh, thing, and that's been going on for, well, almost 18 years now. Hard to believe because when I moved here uh, in Florida in 2014, um, I went out to the local jail because I figured there's jails here too, and so I began the journey again, and so um, I also help out with um, I go out every Wednesday and we deliver meals to either the homeless or we deliver them to Mm. uh, people who live in hotels who have to live in hotels because they don't have either the deposits or the credits to get an apartment or a house. Wow.
0: Um, So your comfort talking mm -hmm. has translated to I've, what what is it like to sit down with somebody who is in incarcerated mm. if not mm. if not a life sentence uh, a yeah. very long sentence and they're they're in a, in prison and you go and sit with them
1: yeah i was working as i um mentioned with the groups of 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 inmates who would be there maybe from one to two years or
0: okay three.
1: And then at that point, at the other end of the jail, at least here in Florida, are the guys who are looking at 20 to life, who don't wow. ever get to leave, who are just waiting on a court date and don't get to to go to the library or have any of those other types of classes or privileges or anything. So it's just me there with them in a room and an officer. And so I'm just there to try and give them hope. I mean, I say, hey, the only reason I'm not where you are is because maybe I didn't get caught. And that's uh, kind mm. of the case. I mean, I didn't kill anybody really, but still, I'm just there to really. Kind of <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm there to encourage them a little bit because I know where they're going. And mm. uh, it just really has to be hard. I would just,
0: so uh, it's like uh, in Exodus 4:10, 4, the only disciple who stutters is sent. To Egypt to speak with the Pharaoh to lead the people. The only disciple with the stutter gets this huge assignment. So yes. Yes. there's something here in my mind, at least, a connection here where you mm. you work to get a voice. You earn it. You go through years of of suffering with stuttering. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you get that voice, you nurture that voice, and then you give back by sitting and listening to someone in prison mm-hmm. and sharing some words with them. I think it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And then I've just, because maybe of, of speech, I guess maybe I've just always haven't, um, haven't jumped out front. I kind of always didn't want to be out front mm. to be the number two or number three guy. However, mm. um just, I'm not bragging or anything. It's it's all God, but at the local church I'm at, it's a big church. I've been asked to be an elder. Okay, well that mm-hmm. means now you got to go out to hospitals and talk to people and pray with people. Now you got to go here, and you have all these other responsibilities. Um, I'm a, a regional manager uh, with Internet Evangelism
0: with mm-hmm.
1: Billy Graham.
0: Yeah. Um, it would be. For a person who stutters, you know it. For many of us, it could be easy to say that I'm not sticking my neck out to go and drive and go sit down in a prison and do all of it. Go to hospitals and these these uh, these hotels. Um, but there's purpose and intention here. Like my purpose to listen to people. My purpose to share some hope. Is more powerful than my old fear of stuttering. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Absolutely. And if I if I'm if I'm there and I'm I'm honest with them and transparent, and maybe I'm gonna be fluent, maybe I'm not, but maybe that kind of lowers the bar, maybe that lowers the wall, I mean, with them. And so the trust mm. level can go up because I can say, well, hey, he's just a real guy. Like he's not perfect, you know? So
0: That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, So what advice do you have for high school and college age people who stutter, who are thinking, you know, once a stutter, always a stutter. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been to so many people. I just, I don't think I'm ever going to get better. Uh, My career choices, dating are affected by stuttering. I don't want people to find out I stutter. What, what would you tell these young people who need to see that, like you, you transformed completely?
1: Yeah, I've been where they are. I mean, uh, high school was a challenge. College was a challenge. Um, calling roles on the telephone.
0: Yeah. We didn't
1: have email or text back then, so I had to call it and the parent would answer. I couldn't say my name. I'd hang up. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I had interviews where I called and couldn't get my name out. Had to hang up. And yep. So yes, I'd been there. I don't want to dwell on that, but I know what you. I know what you've been through, and it is hard. <clears throat> but I would first of all, number one, I'd be picking up the telephone or and calling Tim Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be emailing <laughs> him probably. Mm. But yes, I mean that was a, a life changer for me. So the encouragement would be to not um, give up. I know there's a lot of programs out there that cost some money and they're just not working. I would go to Tim. I would, uh, <clears throat> I would just uh, keep on pressing on. I'd work hard. Obviously I think a lot of my uh, breaks where I was just kind of a nice guy, maybe personality. I tried to be outgoing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe, maybe because of, of, of having not always being fluent, um, maybe that kept me a little bit more humble too, and you know, not allowed myself mm-hmm. because I probably could have done. Yeah, that. I
0: mean, a big theme <laughs> here is that you, by going into sales mm-hmm. and having to do seminars and sales pitches in front of attorneys that can be intimidating and highly verbal, mm-hmm. highly verbal. Mm-hmm. Yet you faced it. The guy in pharmaceutical sales faced it. I just helped uh, a police uh, officer here in Atlanta go from the basic training, if I'm using the right word, to field training, to being an officer. I'm thrilled.
1: That's fantastic. Um,
0: a theme is everyone, <clears throat> is, you got to face it. Um, it's important to disclose I stutter, tell people you stutter if that's helpful to you, but, um, listen, man, a lot of great wisdom for people who stutter and I admire how you're giving back to to society with your, with your ears and your mouth.
1: Yes. Your yes. uh,
0: ear, ear, ears first ears first mm. that you sit with someone who's incarcerated and let them pour out their soul to you. So mm.
1: Yeah, I would say, uh, say as the last word of encouragement, is that you don't have to be perfect. And I think part of it is the world wants us to be perfect. And if mm-hmm. you don't speak like that other guy who speaks so so uh, smooth and fluent mm-hmm. and, and even has a big vocabulary or whatever, that's not, yep. that's great, but you don't have to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: All you got to do is be you. Mm-hmm. In that case, I was big time trusting the Lord. Too. Yeah.
0: Jeff, it's great seeing you um after thank all you. these years. I wish you well. And I've learned that I'm you're better with
1: you. I'll
0: I've, it, le- I've, le- I've learned <laughs> I've learned that we share golf in common. I, I didn't know that. But yes.
1: Come on down. I play year round.
0: Oh. Yeah, you said it's 84 where you live. And yeah. and this morning I, I woke up to a to a heavy frost on the grass. Ah. So yep. thank you, brother. Thank
1: you too. I appreciate it too.
0: See you. Bye bye.